Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Lorefield Podcast, the podcast for Starfield Lore and News Discussion. I'm delighted to report that there is only one more full calendar month until Starfield releases. So get your vacation time put in and pre-download the game on the Xbox Store, because you can do that now as we close in on September 1st slash 6th. I'm your co-host Mitch, proud owner of an Xbox Series X that has Starfield loaded onto the dashboard. Here to celebrate the occasion with me is the owner of some exclusive Starfield merch, getting cozy with Bethesda across the pond. It's Lexi. Hello. We're also joined by two YouTubers today, one of whom recently kicked off some brand new essay style Starfield video content. It's Red Wolf. Hi. <laughs> Which oh, is a weird thing I started doing. I didn't know how to intro my video, so I just say hi whenever I start. And so thank you. I appreciate it's, you for having me again. It's a nice touch. I like it. Our next guest. Wait a minute. Do you hear that? I'm. I'm receiving a message in, in Morse code. My God, could it be? Let me let me transcribe it. T O D D. Oh my gosh, it's from Todd Howard. Father, Dad. Here's what it says. Each and every night, I pray for three things: the health of my family, the quality of my games, and the chance to be in this man's presence. Between galvanizing communities to aid the sick and the young and entertaining the passionate, this man will transcend his fellow humans and find himself in the throes of divinity, basking at the sun-glazed temple atop Mount Olympus in perpetuity. He has the charm, the aura, and the power to be titled without question a YouTuber. He is DeMarco, dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Todd, beautiful Todd. You should, Demarco, to be graced with such a a uh, uh, declaration that is just wow. How do you feel? I if as long as when Todd, as long as when Todd retires, he could keep sending me these these this nice this nice mail. I don't I, let, let retire whenever you want, Todd. But just keep sending me this nice mail. That's all I. That's all I need. Well, Thank the weird you, part is he doesn't send them to you. He fills up my mailbox, sends me Morse code. I didn't even know I had a Morse code receiver in my room, but I do. So he keeps sending me all these messages. So we'll have to see if we can get him to send I think maybe he just has our addresses mixed up. That could be. Just, just email does it, me. I... Does it have like a musky dad smell on the, on the, on the, uh, when, when he sends you letters? It might be me, but it does. I do oh. get that. Okay, good. <laughs> well, Todd, what a what a what a standout fellow! I'm glad that he can recognize oh, such incredible talent amongst all of these other folk. Yeah, these other plebs. No, I'm it's just really kidding. Nice. Um, it's really nice that he always times them just as I'm introducing you on the podcast. It's amazing that he does that. He's watching. No. Oh, I didn't know that that was in real time. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of funny too. Wow, yeah. he knows. Crazy. He knows. He has that sixth sense for these kinds of things. For sure. Anyway, so yeah, this is episode 28 of the Lorefield Podcast. And we have a couple interesting items to get to today. Um, it's been a little bit of a slow news month, but we do have some leaked screenshots that we're going to talk about. It's this show's policy that we don't discuss the actual content of what is in the leaks, but we will acknowledge that they exist and talk about where they come from and uh, what we might expect in the future. Uh, we'll also have a discussion on whether, whether or not Starfield is being overhyped. That's a discussion that I think is worth having as we inch closer to the game. There's so much energy around it, uh, so we'll talk about that. And then we also want to announce a Starfield giveaway we're doing. So 
stick around so you can find out details about how you might be able to earn a copy of Starfield. So, yeah. Shall we get started then with these leaked screenshots? You're giving away a whole copy of Starfield? An entire yeah. copy of Starfield. The whole Depending thing? On... The yes. whole thing. Wow. Yeah. You should split that up into four. You can do four giveaways. Well, Just give everybody part of the code. And then if whoever figures it out first. <laughs> can have yeah, the... <laughs> I have the last number. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. That would be so unbelievably obnoxious. Yeah. There is a... Um, a uh, what should we call it? A uh, condition by which you, you have to do a thing to to win the giveaway. We'll get to it later. But oh, a who quiz? No, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> but no. All right. So uh, on July fifth, there were two leaked Starfield screenshots that surfaced from a play tester. They seemed to be part of a larger leak that had gameplay footage because there's a lot of word from different creators out there. Not, I don't think anyone on this podcast has gotten anything. But there are a lot of prominent creators and journalists that are getting supposedly footage of the game um, along with these two screenshots. Uh, supposedly, the video contains a story spoiler. The screenshots don't show much, but we won't talk about what they do show just as a, as a policy of not wanting to, to entertain that. Um, but yeah, the leaks exist. There might be more coming. Um, yeah. Any thoughts in general about, about leaks? Leak culture, I think, is a fair moniker for it. Uh, uh, I think when it's intentional because it has do not kid yourself it has been intentional many many times in the industry when that happens I think it is fair to say that these companies know that the leak that they decide to leak is gonna drive some sort of hype to get people talking to get the internet kind of stirring that I think is fun whether or not people, you know, those those companies want to acknowledge that they're the ones that did it because they had before. But on the other hand, this leaking stuff is, I think, it's harmful. And I think, um, I, I, you know, if you watch the No Clip documentary of Bethesda, they talk about how uh, the uh, Fallout Four Lone Lone Survivor leak came out, and Todd has, and the whole team has talked about how they were just absolutely crushed when that somehow got leaked. They didn't, they were not happy with it. Ever the morale went down. They were like, man, like you know, you work, you spend so much time working on something just for someone's like, here it is on the internet, and you're like, yours to make now. That's yeah, like, what is, is what there's is what the new thing is like. That's what they're saying is like, yeah, expect six year development times. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So, so, and and what we saw as I won't say what it was, but um, it just it was just a weird. I mean, you know what what I saw uh, wasn't anything crazy or new or anything. But why? You know, I don't know. With those two screenshots that I saw, which I know you guys know what I'm talking about, I'm like, why that? Why was that a thing that you thought this was worthy? Like, we've seen it already, to be honest. But, I mean, um, so my thoughts are I don't like it. Um, I don't necess- I don't like it because it sort of pulls back the curtain um, and doesn't paint it in a good, li- good light. I'd rather it come from the horse's mouth, you know. Hmm. Yeah, there's, there's, times, there's times where I think it could be a little bit exciting, honestly. Um, now, this is coming from someone who's very outspoken about how much I detest leaks. I as I echo everything you said, Wolf. 
Um, and I do want to say too, I don't know if this is going to be new information or if everybody kind of already knows this, but the most common source of leaks is usually just flex that that mug, just just a little bit harder. <laughs> just gonna. <laughs> Uh, I'm jealous. Yeah, that's 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 cool. But do you have plain white? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... So I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows this, but often when when leaks do come out, it's either by like it's it's usually some third party someone, and and that's because anybody who works in the industry is smart enough to know they're not well they're not dumb enough to risk their entire job over like look at this screenshot like that's just stupid or like look at this thirty seconds of bad gameplay that's just stupid, um and they know that and the industry's small and it will get around if you do that kind of thing so, um you know a lot of times someone like Bethesda or Microsoft or EA whoever will partner up with a third party company to help. With, with some part of the process. Now all those folks have access to the game and that's often where the leaks come from. And that's what sucks the most is because you're like, here, here's this group of people. I'm going to trust you guys to help us make this awesome product for all these people to be excited about. And there's one douchebag who's like, hey, here it is. Look. Um, like the, like that. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and the thing about this, too, is they don't make sense to me because we got so much with the Starfield Direct that it, it exactly. is just, like, at this point, honestly, whatever can possibly be shown, obviously, there's going to be that subsect of community that's always going to look at everything they possibly can. And they're going to be like, yes, more. But there's, I think mm -hmm. the majority of people are like, no, Starfield Direct was pretty cool. I'm ready. I'll buy it. And, and that's it. Like, a, the majority of players are not even going to look at anything else about the game. They already made their decision. They're not looking at your our, your, your channel, Lorefield. They're not looking at Red's channel. They're not looking at any of that stuff. So, I don't know. It was just a weird time for it to come out. It's weird things to leak. Um, overall, I think they're 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 generally bad. Um, I, I, and and I, didn't, I haven't even seen them. They didn't get sent to me or anything, which I'm happy about because I don't care. And like 360p too, not to mention... Oh, that's yeah. great. No, but there are times where it's kind of cool, and and I say that ironically because again, I don't like them. But did uh, there were there was some footage for Dragon Age, Dragon Age leaks that came out, yeah, and it showed like a snippet of the gameplay, and I knew that was a leak, and I'm the kind of person that will look at that and go, all right, but it actually looks kind of cool. I'm excited to see more, and I'm not going to spread yeah. it. I'll never spread it because I hate that stuff. But like. I look at it, I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. And now I'm, I'm excited to see a little bit more in the future. So sometimes I think it's not the worst thing. And that was only like a little snippet. It didn't really spoil anything. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes they can be fun. I, I, even as someone who doesn't like them overall, I think there's, there's, they can be fun. Years on, I think it's okay to talk about the details now. But there was also a leak for Assassin's Creed Syndicate before it came out. And it revealed the um, how you could fight on top of a moving carriage. And it was so sick. It got people super hyped. I think that one might have been intentional. On, on the part of Ubisoft, like a little, oops, we accidentally leaked this and it showed off like a really sick feature. Right. <laughs> um, but that's one that comes to mind where it is a little exciting to see something, see what's cooking, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. But, um, for, for ones like this, where it's just like table scraps, it's, uh, yeah. After we have an hour, not an hour, but 40 minutes or whatever footage, like, yeah. I, 
I think it's... I don't know, because if one clip supposedly has story spoilers, like, why would you even share that? Like... Mm-hmm. Internet I mean, fame, baby! You're gonna be famous! Famous Not the and... Not you wanna be. F- famous and blacklisted. Definition of 15 right. minutes of fame. It's all gonna come yep. crashing down. Yep. That, that's, in particular, that's what I don't get, is... Why would you break your NDA by sharing? I even just a picture just to delete it and go, oh shit, I shouldn't have sent this. When you shouldn't be sending it in the first place, you're playtesting. You're not, hey, look, I get to play Starfield first. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's the thing, right? Not everybody thinks the way that we do. Some people just look at that and go, oh. <laughs> And that's all that's yeah. on their mind. They're like, I'm playing Starfield. Because, you know, it, it, it is Starfield. exciting. But in fact, Starfield. <laughs> it's like, ships. like, you've got the opportunity to, like, make sure the game's not buggy or anything like that. Please be buggy. I really want to see, like, uh, Ashta flying in the sky. Uh, spaceships doing, like, a, an, a weird, like, uh, semicircle on its nose. Um I want to see sandwiches taken off into space. I, you know, I, 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 I like some. I like a good launch experience of books. It's the highlight of the game when the launch comes and you get just goes those boogie moment highlights. It for Fallout Four, that was one of the first videos I watched. It was incredible. Just this, just the launch. I think you're books. in the minority in this in this one. Well, it's yeah. like the launch books. Like there were flying rad scorpions for Fallout Four. Uh, there were animations that were broken. Um, there's still Brahmin that like teleport onto the roof of settlements buildings. The harmless ones, I think, are good. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the fun ones. I yeah, mean, yeah. Fallout seventy six was more severe with the bugs. But being an online game, that made it a bit more frustrating than funny. Yeah, well, that's that one had the game-breaking ones, right? Where now you're trying to kill an enemy and they literally are invincible. I just like, what? What am I playing this for? That's the whole freaking game for. Sorry, that's the whole freaking game for me. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> for Fallout 76. It's like tradition at this point. <laughs> sorry, all right, yeah, well, <clears throat> yeah. I, I want to love that game so much. Um, it's just so everything is so i just want it to be a fallout game like as far as the balance like i don't need to put a million bullets into one enemy for the oh, i hate it all right sorry you mean like bullet sponges like uh yeah it's just so like i, I like, think i think I like they've learned myself you know that's all the difficulty sliders do they don't they don't really mm-hmm. make it difficult. All they do is make the enemies bullet sponges and you take more damage. Where yeah, it should yeah, be both you and the enemy should take less damage if you want to do it survival. What more? Yes. More damage. Yeah. Both yes, you and the like enemy you, take you more damage. You and the enemy. Yeah. 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 That's why I like it. Yeah. Also, the sleeping <sighs> and saving was a horrible idea. 
Uh, oh the saving my God. part. Gopher, yeah, that was Gopher made a. We're getting off Starfield a bit, but Gopher made a mod for that like right away. Yep. Called I think it was like no sleep till bedtime or no quick quick save till bedtime or something like that. Um, yeah. That just automatically got rid of that because it was such BS. It was it was so loony. That was a loony feature. I, that was I a big stopped playing move. Fallout 4 survival mode because I I I had like almost forty hours in, and I was like I'm gonna go to Far Harbor. So I go to Far Harbor, and there is a bit. It's before you jump down, and you see that whole sequence with the children of Adam when they like execute that dude and all that. There's a mm. shack above that cave, just like a few hundred feet uh, before. And I was like, oh, I can, I can, I can finally sleep. I haven't saved in four hours or whatever. <laughs> so I slept there, and as soon as I walk down there, one of the children of Adam like sees me before the cutscene starts, and they kill me. And I'm like, I'm stuck here forever. So that was the last time that I played on vanilla. Fallout. Yeah, that was it. Oh, jeez. Yeah, broke my save. No broken saves in Starfield, Todd. No, no. No, not. please. I'll bring it back I, to the... Sorry. I, there's no PlayStation version, but do you know what else the lack of PlayStation version means for... I mean, it wouldn't affect any other gamer anyway, but the PlayStation version was of Fallout 4 had the zero kilobyte bug. Yep. Which means you couldn't save your damn game. Yeah. I don't know how exactly it worked. It was exclusive to the PlayStation, I believe. None of that. Somebody brought that up that in a time. show recently, how they they played and played knowing that their save was about to be evaporated. So they're like, well, all I have is a PS3, so they just kept playing and playing and playing. Um, and then it just went away one day. They turned it on, and it was like, there it went. I knew this was coming, so... That was my time with it. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. If I hop into Starfield and I get 40 hours into a playthrough, loving my character, loving the quest line, and then suddenly there's a bug that causes my entire game to break, two out of ten. Two. 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 I'm not accepting that. I refuse. I refuse. No, I still love it. But that is that. that's the kind of thing that's unacceptable to me. Like, I do not mess around with those types of things because that just breaks the whole i don't want to go back and play i don't yeah i had that happen to me now mind you this was because of mods so i didn't hold it against the game but i had that happen to me when i was playing skyrim and anytime i tried to get to winterhold the game would crash no matter what i did every single time i tried to get to winterhold game gone and it was because of mods but i was in a playthrough and it was like well i looked at the the mods that could potentially be causing it it's like don't uninstall this mid playthrough it's gonna break your game so i was like i'm done i'm i had a character that was level 20 something and i said "I'm, i'm not and i didn't pick up the game for another year um, now, it had already been is... out for a while. It had already been out for a while. So I played a lot of other playthroughs before that. But um, Wait, you actually that kind heed... of thing happens in Starfield. You heed the warnings? I don't. I just uninstall it. Fuck my save. I, 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 I mean, RTFM. screw my save. <laughs> don't worry, Mitch has got this in post. RTFM. Read the effing manual. Oh, <laughs> Is that a mod, or is that just no? What I that's do? that's like just oh. that's actually a gopher thing. I think he has an emote because he like does. A, he used to do a lot of mod installing live, and then he would just like install it and do it. And then he had just like RTFM read the manual. Okay, okay. Because you can't complain if something doesn't work if you don't if you don't read it. 
One thing we haven't really heard about in regard to Starfield is mod support, especially on console. Well, we I, I'll, I'll add that that condition. We haven't heard about it much on console. So I do want to have a quick discussion about that. Um, but first, I just wanted to add a little warning to our audience that um, we have it on good authority. And I don't know if the person who told us this has said it publicly, but um, the the video footage of Starfield that has supposedly come with the screenshots is out to enough people privately that it's a matter of when, not if it gets leaked. And remember that does have a story spoiler of some kind. So just be wary that that could be coming. Yeah. Can we say, can we say who told us that? I don't know if they said that publicly or not. I would just okay. keep it quiet okay. personally, but um, yeah. And, and and if that one's out too, like just keep in mind, if that one's out too, it means more is coming, more can come. Right. So that, so what often happens is, is that person has the, those leaks and unless they immediately find out, oh, it was that person, you're fired, get the hell out, um, all your files deleted, you have no longer access, um, then that person's just sitting on whatever information they have, right? And they could have already sent out tons more information that's not publicly available. Because remember, when those images of Starfield first came out ages and ages ago that showed, like, the dead space and it was just, like, the wall of a building. Um, yeah. Oh, the God, test, that feels test like... So. Yeah, yeah, yeah was that feels like centuries ago. Um, those those people were sitting on for a very long time, a very long time, and then one person put it out, and then all of them just yeah. It was actually someone who I... that that was some of their work, and they had taken it from like a Google Drive or something to show their work. Yeah, it was for a another art position. station, like an art portfolio. Right, and they're like, whoopsie, now it's out there. <laughs> well, they, they, they thought it was private, but then some fans to- like emailed them. This is the story I know. They, uh, they got emailed by some fans saying, hey, you've got these images that are public and they shouldn't be. And he removed it, but by then um, it already been screenshotted. So. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think there were more leaks, though, like from back then that came from other places. There that were... were never actually shown to anybody, but people had them. They just never released yeah. them. So they're they're out there. All I'm saying is they're out there. You know, like people, I... they can send whatever they want. And question only... regarding Keep this. Um, uh, what's the question? I just I just had a question because I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, someone in our chat, I won't say who it was. Someone in our Renegade Realm podcast said something that triggered me. I wasn't actually mad, but I was like, dude. Um, and DeMarco, it was not you. Um, but uh, you remember this. I don't care. It was Assassin. Uh, <laughs> he, so this has this has everything to do with, with leaks and stuff. There are, you because you said when, Mitch, when this is going to happen. Uh, when leaks are going to come out. There are a lot of spiteful people who just spoil things for, for just to be like, oh. I got you. Yeah, like 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 Hogwarts Legacy when that came out, like people were just like, like f you. Here's a spoiler of. I'm like, why, why, like why, why? That is going to happen with Starfield, so be prepared for that, you guys that are listening, um, and everyone here on the panel. I don't, I don't have to tell you that. Um, but um, so when it comes to the story spoilers, the the issue that I find with this like being hard to avoid, um, I don't play so you know like i said um, assassin was saying oh spider-man 2 is coming out around the same time as starfield 
And it's been said that Starfield's main story is 30 to 40 hours long, so I can beat that and then go play Spider-Man. And I was like, hang on, you're going to... You're you're gonna just play Starfield's main story, beat it, and say, "Hey, I beat it. I'm done with the game," and then move on to something else. The the reason that I took issue with that is because that is like counterintuitive to what Bethesda how they make their games, what they what they know that the player is gonna jump into. They're not just gonna play it and just do the main story. There, of course, there are people on the entry level of Bethesda Game Studios games that are gonna come in and say. Oh, I, you know, I, I just, I thought that was the whole thing was just the main story. So I beat it. Now I'm putting the game down. I have my time with it. That's fine. But in terms of how like I play, for example, like I don't know if I, I don't know when I'm going to be done with the main story. Cause that again is like the carrot on the end of the string when it comes to, uh, what's tr- sort of dragging me along the game. Bethesda games, I don't need that carrot, but like, I don't just want to beat the game and then say like, now I'm going to go out. I'd rather beat the game and then, depending on how the game ends, then go start a new character and then, you know, leave it like in the background, sort of how other people do. So my question is like, how how are you all well, going to We haven't gotten to that? the question yet? No, not even <laughs> gotten to the question yet. Um, and DeMarco, I just realized we're wearing same color shirts. Like oh, the same see. maroon. That's awesome. I don't know why I just noticed that. That's awesome. Um, so, <laughs> so my question is... Um, how are you guys going to approach this, uh, your playthrough when it comes to the main story and trying to avoid spoilers? Because I don't think anyone's going to go out of their way to spoil a side quest. Like, it's just, it's always the main, the people who don't care about the, the things that they're spoiling are always going to go after the big fish, the big thing that people, they think that people care about, which is the main story. So how, how are you guys going to, going to do your playthrough? Are you going to, you know, so, uh, Lex and I have talked about this a little bit, and I think for us, um, we've kind of accepted that having the main story spoiled is just going to be a natural consequence of running Warfield. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's no way, like, because we're going to be moderating comments and subreddit too. Like, it, we're going to find out all the big twists and stuff um, probably before the game even launches. Um, if I can somehow get to September 1st without knowing any big story spoilers, I might speed run the main quest. Um, mm-hmm. just push right through it so I can experience that for myself. Um, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. That's a great question though. When, when I'm not live streaming the Xbox playthrough on my PC save, I will try and stay 10 step per, 10 steps ahead just so people can't come and chat and be like, Oh hey, you know this and this happens, and uh, the next upcoming quest and the mic. Just I'm just gonna ignore them. Yeah. Ignore them. Delete comment. That's that's the best method. I'm probably gonna mod someone to check chat while I play. Because that's what my Xbox playthrough is gonna be. It's a streaming. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I, I, I've already accepted. It, it's just it just comes with the bundle of being a creator. And when you when you both say that, like you come to accept it, do you think it makes it easier knowing that main stories in Bethesda games are not the draw to the game? Does it make it? Is it like soften the blow, sort of? Because you 100%. know, like 
Yeah, because I, the main story is never the main, is never the thing that we love about Bethesda. So that does that help? Well, yeah. for, for me, spoilers don't really bother me. Like I can know how something ends, but I don't. That doesn't ruin it for me because I always find the journey is better than the end. Like I couldn't care what yeah. happens at the end and who or what dies, whatever. It it's the journey to me. It's getting there. And then Whoa, was the- that a spoiler? Who or what dies? Do you have inside <laughs> info? <laughs> what do you know, Mister Who and Mrs. What? <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but uh, I'm very I'm very saddened. But uh, Vasco dies. Oh, you would be more devastated. I know you're just making that up because you'd be more devastated. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm gonna, I'm going to marry Vasco. I'm going to take him down the aisle in a New Atlantis church of House Faroon. Um, okay. He's going to be wearing a veil or tuxedo. I don't know. Whatever Vasco wants to wear. We live in a his extra long arms. Yeah. Yes. Not his yeah. regular long arms. <laughs> yeah. But not a hat because he can't wear a hat. No, no, of course he's going to wear a hat. He's going to wear a nice, like... He can't wear a hat. Todd Howard said he can't wear a hat. He's going to wear a wedding veil, because I say he's going to wear a wedding veil. Be modded, then. Okay. That'll that'll be modded. Can't fool me. (laughs) Oh, and also, his his gun is going to be a water gun, after some tinkering. Nice. So, uh, that's going to be fun. Comes out of his chest, though, so it's like... It's a water gun. I'm going to make it into a water gun. It's, it's the okay. best effect. Drown in H2O. I love that. To build off your point, Lex, about um, kind of being at peace with having a story spoiled, I fully agree. The, the main reason I'm playing the game is for when like, I walk into New Atlantis for the first time or when I land on a new planet for the first time. Like Those are the moments that I'm excited for. And you can't really spoil you can't really spoil that because it's something you experience. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah you're, I, you're totally I've, right. Yeah. I've I've yeah I I mean I've I've said I like spoilers don't affect me, but that doesn't mean I like them. It's my same stance with leak. I'd rather not see them because I respect the developers and leaks only hurt the industry. Um, so it, I know there's a hype. Oh, there's new leak. Oh my, look, new exclusive footage. The community's riling around it. I think it should kind of be the opposite. It should kind of we should shun the sharing of all these because yeah, there's the excitement, but we're potentially putting someone at risk of losing their job, and I don't think that's fun. Let me just say, though, in regards to that, I was very happy to see the amount of people that were coming in and, and shunning the leaks and, like, stating, I'm not sharing these. Like, because they did get sent to a lot of creators, and a lot of creators I saw on, on Twitter were, were just flat out saying, nope, I'm I'm not. Like, yeah, I got them. No, I didn't get them. Doesn't matter. I'm not sharing them. And I, I had so much respect for that because it's easy for someone to be like, look at these um and share them and they get views and 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 that's great because people latch to that but a lot of folks were like oh don't spread leaks and that was awesome yeah i mean it, it uh if a youtuber spread them that their, their career with bethesda would be over before it began because they get blacklisted by bethesda for because they'd be the one to leak them so they wouldn't be able to work with bethesda because they won't want to work with i don't know how 
uh, blacklisting works, I suppose their YouTube name gets written down on the blacklist. Jason Trier knows. (laughs) (laughs) Well, did Jason Jason. Trier get blacklisted, or did Kotaku get blacklisted? Oh, no, both. Both. Oh, was it both? (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, actually, I'm not saying that definitively like I know, but I could only assume... I can't. I was. can't believe he just dropped the script. And it was less than two years before the game came out that he dropped that. Yeah, but if if it, I, I, don't I guess context is probably necessary. Jason Schreier was the journalist that leaked Fallout 4's script a very long time before the game came out, before it was even announced. He so he, that's... with his um, he's an industry insider. He he has a bunch of sources. He is like ninety nine percent accurate. <laughs> With what he says. Um, and he knew about Starfield State back in 2021, so maybe he does still have a contact, but the actual company doesn't want to work with him. I'm not sure about that. Sure. So, I think this discussion of um, spoiler... And actually, DeMarco, I didn't get your take on uh, this spoiler issue. What, what your philosophy is. Yeah, I'm pretty good at avoiding spoilers. I think I just get a little bit lucky a lot of the time. Um, you know, I had The Last of Us 2 spoiled for me. Which <laughs> I did too. Was, which, but I, that one was one of those cases where it just seemed impossible to not. Um, it was everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. But for the most part, I I just, I, I don't know. I get, I think because on places like Twitter, I, I, often you know you would suspect probably that my twitter is filled with like starfield and bethesda stuff but it's not it's actually filled with a lot of dc things when i scroll through just my recommended timeline um so so that kind of helps because it's not exactly all that's relevant but as far as if i'm streaming a game or something um one it helps to have a, a small audience size is is a good thing but two it's also i i make it very clear that if something gets spoiled and I say, if you do this and you are like some person, it's different if it's somebody who I recognize in chat. Like I stream every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Um, I do the whatever, you know, a game that I'm feeling. I just finished Hellblade 2. Um, so if it's like one of those folks who show up every week to that and they say something, they and then I could assume they might not have thought it was a spoiler. Right. And they just but if I, I make it very clear, if you come in and you do that instantly banned, I don't care. You're banned. And someone might do that because they don't care if they get banned or not, or they'll just make another account. Um, and that's fine. I, you know, I will just keep banning you over and over and over. I don't, I don't care. Um, it doesn't bother me that much, especially for a Bethesda game. I echo what you guys already said about that. Sure. That Last of Us 2 one was huge. <laughs> there were so many people. Is, uh, if you're not a content creator, here's a recommendation just ditch social media for a month it sounds it sounds impossible and for uh, i'm going to anyway yeah just don't go on twitter don't go on instagram don't go on youtube like you've got this brand new game and enjoy it or or just surround yourself in a completely different community like that's honestly one of the things i would say is 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 good to do because you can like Baldur's Gate 3, for example, or Spider-Man 2's coming out. Stay in those communities if you're excited for either of those games. Yeah. Because then you're not seeing the Starfield stuff. You're not getting recommended the Starfield stuff, right? So, 
Yeah. Or just stay off entirely, like you're saying, Lex. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna still be on Discord. Uh, the Twitter I'm gonna abandon for a while because mm-hmm. Mitch handles that anyway. So, sorry, Mitch, if you get spoiled. Um, <laughs> I will keep my notifications on in case I get DMs on Twitter. I don't usually get DMs on Twitter, but you know, it's always good to have your everything open still. Uh, outside Discord, no social media for me. Well, you, I have to stream on YouTube, so yeah. I, but I only have to go on the live page. I don't have to actually browse on YouTube. So there's a bonus there. Gotcha. But yeah, just new release. I did it for Fallout Four eleven hours straight, no social media. But in that eleven hours, I was trying to beat a friend on my friends list. I wanted to be I wanted to be ahead of my friends. And I was by like three hours of progress. So I got the achievements first. I was really competitive back then. You can do it again on stream for Starfield. Speedrunner, beginning. I'm gonna take it slow on the Xbox, because it's it's a stream one. It's more like it's more fun get to interact, enjoy the game with the community. If I'm struggling on a dialogue option, ask the chat what they think. Or, you know, the chat. The chat can be entertainment in, in itself. If you've ever watched the Bethesda Twitch live stream, you've seen, you've seen the chats, and the chats are just random stuff like, where's Elder Scrolls 6? Or, mm. oh my god, this looks amazing. And then you get the degenerate stuff, but let's not talk about that. Uh, that's why you have moderators. Yeah. Uh, I think this discussion of Starfield spoilers leads nicely into a topic that uh, we really wanted to talk about. And Lex, I'll let you kind of take point on this. Um, this idea of whether or not Starfield is being overhyped. Um, so Lex, I'll let you I'll let you share your concerns. I have to use the restroom actually, so um, I will be right back. But yeah, uh, enlighten us a little bit into into this issue and what you're possibly worried about. Okay, so it's mainly when you check something like the subreddit uh, for Starfield. It brings me to a time of Cyberpunk and No Man's Sky, where they're just fueling hype. Like, it's the same... Uh, the, the way to describe the subreddit at the moment, there's a lot of the same repeating topics. Hey, I just got mm. this controller. Hey, my controller's coming. Uh, uh, I want this in the game. Uh, wouldn't it be cool if we could do this? It's just stuff like that. And I think people are setting their expectations too high in some instances. No. Not in, you know, the post, like, posting the controller. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, but uh, in terms of how that sets a high expectation. No, uh, just the other posts, like... Uh, I think you're expecting too much. The best thing to do is what I did before Fallout 4, is I played Fallout 3. And I knew what Skyrim played like. And you've got to look at... A Bethesda game like that. Expect that. Don't expect... It's like your ship. Your ship is... Its own cell. You go in the ship, the background might change, but that's depending on what planet you're on. 
um, just to, it's not a space sim. It's not going to be your Star Citizen competitor replacement. It's not going to be your No Man's Sky replacement. (laughs) They're completely different. It's it's going to be a Bethesda game where you have a ship and you can explore a thousand planets. That's what Starfield is. It's. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna. I might role play in my ship like I'm going camping. You got a question, Wolf? Uh, hand down. Oh, Lex is talking. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm no, basically. Ahead, I'm basically done anyway. Like, it's I, just I, expectations are just insane, and <laughs> like just expect the last game and just expect more features. I have been saying this for what feels like my entire life, um, and. Um, and I, I know, DeMarco, you and I have talked about this a lot, too. Um, I think we've all done I don't know. But it is that if you are not excited about Starfield, you are, A, either not a fan of sci-fi space games, or, B, you were not a fan of Bethesda games because you should know what to expect. There is the Bethesda template that I've been talking about forever. Um, they build each iteration of their game they build upon. They add features on top of what worked. And they keep it, and then they they have your you have your medieval fantasy, you have your post apocalyptic, and now you have your um, your space fantasy, sci fi, whatever, all built upon the exact same Bethesda Game Studios template that everyone has grown to love. Um, that is why, for me, I am so comfortable with being excited and being hyped about Starfield because I know what to expect. It's going to be a Bethesda game like it always has been. Now with it with a template that has been near and dear to my heart being a huge Star Wars fan, you know, my whole life. Um, that's why I am comfortable being excited and hyped versus something like Cyberpunk, uh, which we, you know, and, and to be totally fair, CD Projekt Red found their stride only with uh, The Witcher 3 out of a lot of, I mean, they they went through so much struggle. Um, I re- recently watched the, the documentary on them and they were very open about how The Witcher One and and Two went through so many different, so many different iterations, and they were up and down, and they didn't, they didn't know what they wanted to do. Um, and The Witcher Three was like a huge like, effort. You know what? Let's just go big or go home, and let's just let's just see what happens. And it turned out to work through many many mistakes that they were like, "Oops, this was an accident." Well, maybe we should just roll with it. So because of that success, that was the one big trophy that they can hold on their shelf and say, we did this. The pedigree uh, difference, I guess, it, holding that with Bethesda games versus CDPR is that that was their one magnum opus that really took off and, and caught the mainstream audience by the throat. Um, whereas Bethesda, we've known them for 20 plus years and they, they're beloved so I think it's much safer to say you can you can feel much more comfortable as a Bethesda fan specifically as a Bethesda fan feel much more comfortable about being very very excited about Starfield, um, and that's that's what I that's how I feel about that. If I could just add to that, I when the hype of Cyberpunk when like um, a poster I don't know if a developer said it NPCs are like walk around do their own tasks. 
going back, look, looking at that previous game, if you look at NPCs, they do nothing in cities. They just stand there, day and night. They don't, they're very static. They, you know, they might flinch, but they don't, like, run off. It's only guards that patrol. It's very, so it's hard, to, like, if you if you were a fan of Witcher 3, yeah, it could have been a doubt, well, how can they switch from this to that? That that's a huge leap to have all the NPCs doing their own tasks, and as we saw, the AI is brain dead. To put it nicely, um, char- NPC characters just walk on forever, and they might get in a car, or and it might not even be that car. Like they just get into a car, or they leave a car, they park it, and then they just walk infinitely. It's not quite what people envisioned and that's what let people down and with starfield i think people some people it's not everyone on the subreddit but it's quite a few individuals are setting themselves up to be very disappointed on launch and then we know what happens when you think you've been promised something or your expectations have been too high the game comes out and what the first thing the brain will do is get angry and then that starts to hate storms, and that is the toxic part about hype. Unfortunately, that's the that's the result of setting yourself up to be disappointed. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It's it's interesting because with Starfield, you kind of have. I, I wanted to make a, a, a bit of an in-depth look at it, and I've been struggling with finding a way to approach it because you sort of have this really fascinating, at least fascinating to me, convergence of different audiences coming together. And mm. so the common thread that both you, Red, brought up and you, Lexi, brought up was um, that it's a space game. And what does that bring in? That brings in the... Uh, the No Man's Sky, and it brings in the Elite Dangerous, and it brings in um, that Star Citizen folks who are looking at this and going, oh, Bethesda's making a space game? Well, why can't I fly my ship through the atmosphere? Why aren't there cities everywhere? Why can't I just have, like, uh, atmospheric flight? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? It's a a space game. It's a space game. No. Bethesda RPG set in space. That's yep. an important distinction. It's not the same thing. Yep. It's not. And if you want those experiences, then go ask for the games that are already doing that to be better. Go to Star Citizen and complain, why don't you have... like? It's, it's interesting because I don't know if this happens because I'm not in those communities. But are people going to Star Citizen and saying, well, Starfield is doing this, or is it just because the game's not out yet? And eventually they will go to Star Citizen and say, Starfield did this, so why aren't you guys doing it? Um, you know, I, I think the compare, I'm, I'm amazed at the comparison to, no- I'm amazed and not amazed that the comparisons to No Man's Sky keep happening. I keep seeing them all the time where they're I'm, like, well, I no think Sky- that. It, and there, there are, I'm not saying there's no similarities, but I think just the level that I see them at where people are like, well, No Man's Sky, you can, uh, you, you have the atmospheric flight and that was done by a development team of this many people. It's like, okay, but that wasn't what Bethesda ever set out to do. That wasn't their goal. So, and if that's what you want in your game, 
then I'm and I hate to be one of those people that's like, well, if you don't like it, don't play it, because I think there's always yeah. room for improvement. And I think that's a I think that's a terrible argument um, because it's basically saying don't criticize the thing that I like because it's fine and you need criticism. You need criticism to improve. And so I don't agree with that argument, but I will say that if it if it doesn't add any value to the game, as far as Bethesda says, I think that's perfectly okay. Um, as far as the overhyping, everybody's responsible for their own hype. Everyone's like Bethesda is responsible for managing expectations. That's their job at, from marketing and from PR and whatever you want to call it. Um, it's not their job to control your hype. That's on you. You have to do that. So if you're looking at the game and you're saying, well, why isn't this feature in the game? And Bethesda said 30 times that that feature is not in the game. And you get it and you go, how dare you not release this feature? And it's like, well, they, they said they said it, it wasn't. Like, that's not their fault. I think at all. my favorite quote that I've heard is that developers aren't making the games for you. Necessarily, they're making the games that they want to make so when people feel like they can demand developers data developers don't owe you anything and i say that as a developer developers don't owe you anything mm. but uh i think with the no man's sky comparisons i've done it just because the audience will then understand what i'm trying to say um yeah but for a lot of people they first saw these mechanics on No Man's Sky, so they think it's a No Man's Sky thing. And that's what... It's like the brain where you... You think of blocks and pixels and you go, oh, we're Minecraft. Mining and crafting, yeah. 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 Um, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, because it is an appropriate comparison in some instances. Yeah, it's... Uh, they are... No Man's Sky is more comparable to Minecraft um, than Starfield. Um, but... The reason why No Man's Sky can do all these things and why Star Citizen can do all these things is because they are built on custom engines. Um, Star Citizen is based on CryEngine, but the engine is so heavily modified by this point, it might as well be its own engine. If not, it's already branded as its own engine, it might as well be. Um, but Bethesda's engine works with cells. Like, there has to be loading done. And it No Man's uses- Sky... It uses, uses the, the scan engine of... 3.0. Sorry. <laughs> no, you found it first. That's fine. That's what that's what that's what Star Citizen runs on. The scam engine 3.0, everyone. Um, <laughs> no. It, it it runs it says it, it runs on the unofficial name is the Star Engine, which is a heavily refactored version of CryEngine 3. Yep. So. Um Dave had to turn CryEngine from a FPS engine into a a full space sim. Yeah. Um, yeah the, the thing that... Sorry, Lars. The, the, like, like, No Man's Sky, it's a custom engine. So the thing with it is it can load on the go. And that's why you get lag when you enter a planet. It's because it's loading as you're entering it. And the descent through the atmosphere, that takes a while because the game's got to load. Yeah. And even as you approach the ground, it's still loading. Um, I, that's kind like I can't see Bethesda uh, developers want to eliminate loading, but I just <laughs> yes, we have the SSDs, but 
I just don't think we're at that point where, you know, we can straight, we can just rely on that technology just to load everything in. Hmm. I think we're a, a generation away from that. What what worries me from from an overhyping perspective, and maybe Mitch, you want to speak to this a little bit, or just take your perspective on it after after this. But um, what worries me a little bit is there's a lot of there's a lot of personalities like content creator or other social media or otherwise that grew from Starfield and grew rapidly. Like there's, I mean, the amount of Twitter pages I see that are like we just hit three thousand followers on Twitter, which is a lot of people, um, and all they do is Starfield. And I'm not I'm not calling anybody out specifically, and I'm not even saying that what they're doing is wrong um, to just to be completely clear. But I just get worried when I see these influential personalities that I worry are. And this might be because I don't follow some of them enough, but they they w wouldn't criticize things and and they'll be on twitter every single day saying this looks amazing and this looks great and that looks amazing and i can't wait for this and and does anybody have any idea what i'm talking about where like just every single day there's tweets about how incredible starfield is and how amazing it's gonna and i do that sometimes in my videos on my channel where i'm like i think this game will be great but it's just inundated with this is amazing and 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 it's almost like groupthink in in that way and then when push comes to shove, I, I I genuinely believe that you still need to have room for criticism. And I'm not saying, again, I'm not speaking to anyone in particular because honestly, anyone who thinks this, what I'm saying might apply to them, you probably would be willing to say, well, yeah, but I, I, I like it, but I didn't like this aspect of it. So mm -hmm. there's still that, that, that area to, to, to critique, but I, I don't, I worry about the blind fanaticism is the best way I can put it. Um, yeah, And I worry about it a little bit more if that blind... And again, there's nobody in particular that I could even say this pertains to, but I worry about that a bit more if it's coming from someone who has any kind of influence over a community or has a community that follows them, um, that kind of stuff. Th that, um, that's, that's, that's my big concern. To, to add to that, I've seen the opposite online. Um, I've, like, uh, uh, fudged my bit on YouTube has been quite critical of Starfield. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, there's, yeah, there's others I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I think there's yeah. the opposite side, just overly... I I think what me and Mitch have done in the past, we, we're positive, but we've also shared concerns. But we try not to be over, over the top. Like, there's a good balance. We share our concerns, but we're also excited. It's, but we're not going to say Starfield's going to be... It's going to be uh, Life 2.0. It's going to be the game that you can just enter and you'll never want to leave. Like, your your uh, your your bedroom chair will become your bathroom, your bed, everything. You'll just want to be strapped to your chair 24-7 and just play Starfield. Well, it's like, Starfield won't be like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, got me. Yeah, it's going to take and And that's uh, not to, like... I'm like obviously none of us are saying it to like kill 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 your hype for the game like be hyped it's just be concerned be cautious because we've never had you've just got to blow your expectations away when the game comes out if you keep if you keep them low 
and you don't overhype yourself. You don't. You're not overly critical. You're not overly like overly hyped for it. Keep a balance. Keep your expectations a bit lower, and you you can't be disappointed. You just those expect those low expectations are just gonna get blown out of the water. All you gotta do is expect a Bethesda game RPG in space. Expect what they've told us or what they've shown us. It's always important to expect what they've shown, not what they talk about. Like they might talk about something, but until you've seen it, it's very hard not to be overly hyped about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've. Um, I can't tell you how many times I have been like. Like, I'll see something, I'll see something, like, on YouTube, like a trailer or whatever, and think, you know, that doesn't look like it's really for me. I'm just going to wait. And I do, and I wait, and then I play it, and I'm like, I'm so glad that I didn't I didn't go overly hype, and I didn't go overly hate. I was just like, I don't, I think, I think I might not like that. And then I get my hands on it, and it turns into Plague Tale Requiem, and I was like, this is the... This is one of my favorite games. This is one of the best things I've ever played in my life. Like, no, no hyperbole, by the way. Plague Tale Requiem. Oh my god, the game is incredible. Um, and it, but it was because I had no expert. I didn't think like I love the first. The first one is so like, you know, it didn't. It didn't. It, it's not promising for for the sequel. Um, it's not promising. It's not. It's just. It's just kind of like it's it's pretty good. You know, it's it has a lot of darkness and a lot of. A lot of heavy narrative that was good, but the sequel was like, good God, like it just it just blew it out of the water. So I think that on the opposite end of that is when someone like you know, not to call out Fudge Muppet, I'm not saying that they're wrong. They're not wrong. It's just that how they feel about it. Yeah. But um, a, a lot of people have like Fudge Muppet. Uh, just felt like oh, it's not really grabbing me. It's not really this. It's not really that. I don't really know if it's not really my interest. I don't blah blah blah. blah. But they're so like. They're so like set in their ways that it might be, you know, and I would hope that as a human being, it is very hard for us to let go of like, you know, like Colin Moriarty. I don't care to call you out, Colin, uh, friend of the show. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but he, he, you know, he's been very like, doesn't interest me. You know, I'm very just like a thousand planets. As soon as I heard that, I was like, <laughs> I don't care about that at all. And I'm like, you're just so set in your ways. You are just not going to like it, even if you feel that when you get your hands on it, I was wrong. Like, I, I still don't have any interest. That kind of stuff is very aggravating to see. And I'm like, if you feel a certain way, I would hope that you would at least give something a try, especially since it's on Game Pass, and say, you know what? I was happy to be wrong. And I'll tell you that I'm wrong. And don't be mean to me. Don't be rude to me. Don't be rude to each other about it, you know? But, like, if you if you are so set in your way, ways because you felt a certain way about it, then at least give it a try and put your money where your mouth is. No. You know what I mean? Hate um, it. Hate it all. Yeah, just, just hate it, hate. and tell Absolutely. everyone else how to how that how they should hate it, and and yes. then have those tell those people to hate to tell more people to hate, and everyone hate it. I love this. Yeah, start a Don't whole subreddit a called Hate Starfield. Hate field. Start start yeah, start yeah. a subreddit. Hate field. I I hate think start right now. Make a threads. Make a threads page. <gasps> there you go. Threads is picking up. By the way, you can find me at Red Wolf Renegade at Threads. Uh, that's it. <laughs> every, every, everyone's jumping on Threads. Like, guys, it's still better. Yeah. It's still Mark yeah, Zuckerberg. Yeah, he's he's just harvesting. Mind. He's harvesting your brains. Your souls. Yeah, exactly. 
with his with his with his soulless eyes. Um, <laughs> but anyway, can I continue um, to fuel everything by anger. Yes, let, let me I, control you. I. What puts me off some creators is they make their opinions known, and they're not excited for it. But then they make content, and the content doesn't show signs that they don't have those opinions. And then you people think they like the game. Where if they, they... I mean, they'll probably like the game, but they'll probably be critical of the game, which is fine. Like, I'll be critical of moments, like if Vasco, um, AI's Vasco broken. Vasco can't wear a hat. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get critical of that. I'll be like, Vasco should wear a hat. Look, he's got a flat top. It's you're perfect. Um... Zero out of ten. It's <laughs> it's just when you know someone is does it it just isn't the game isn't grabbing them in a certain way. And then they'll make content and then the content is I understand being a content creator, but then you get the opposite vibe when they're making that content. Because they're not letting those opinions yeah. be known. It's very much more? a mirror. Well, that's what who do you respect more, the the person who is critical of the game, and then they try it, and like, in if they do a review, they're like, "I really like this. I give it like a nine out of ten. Or do you respect more the person who's like positive about the game, and then they come out and they're like, "I give it a nine out of ten. Or or the person who really likes it and then goes, which is just the opposite of the first one. But so. well, I was just gonna say that it's funny. This literally is what I was about to say was. Um, now, it's not a bad thing. To, I won't say any names unless you guys, because you know who I'm going to be talking about. Which friends of the show? Not kidding this time. Just say my um, name. God say damn. my name when no one is around you. <laughs> and uh, by the way, I you. just want to, uh, I just want to say I'm not hating on Fudge Muppet. Like I, I like a lot of their videos. I'm just I love them. Just, I just they stopped their podcast. Why? I just was I using it. that as an example of their some of their previous statements on the game. So I'm not calling them out specifically. I'm not calling anyone out. I'm just saying I have seen videos where they've, where people have been more critical than positive. Yeah, they had but, a whole show uh, when it when it, when it was. I mean, it was like a year or so ago, I think. And um, they were talking about. And just, the consensus was that no one really was had a whole lot of interest. Um, but the, again, maybe that's just because they are just so focused on the Elder Scrolls. Yeah. And. You know, they 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 like medieval fantasy. That's there's nothing wrong with that at all. No, but I would hope that someone with their level of it, they're they're so they're they're super intelligent dudes and loved their their lore podcast that they had every time that they would go to like a different deity. I love that. I loved them all. Um, but I would hope that they would at least give it a chance. And to what Demarco was saying, come out and say, you know what? Still a Bethesda game, still great. Loved it. Um, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, and and so, Demarco, you were asking the difference. We have friends that are Star Starfield uh, content creators um, that all that they talk about is their 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 hype and what they're excited and they're breaking down this and talking about that and making a new video and blah blah blah. But then, once in a blue moon, they come out and say, "Here's something I'm actually concerned about," and they make a whole live stream about about it, <laughs> um, and or they make a whole video about it and. Then people are like, wait, uh, I, I thought, wait, I can't believe you're saying something negative. 
I can't Mizura, believe Mizura, Mizura. <laughs> I can't you calling Starfield <laughs> out to me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, and that kind of thing, I'm like, I like for them to come out of their comfort zone being the positive zone and 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 telling people I'm at, this is something I'm actually kind of concerned about. Oh yeah. I, I love that. I, I yeah. think that that is a much I, I have a lot of respect for that. Um, and two right content creators recently ha- have have done that. Um, so shout out to that. <laughs> you know who you are. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I do think it's you know be a little bit critical. But um, if it's, I think uh, to bring up Fudge Muppet again, they had a video where they only talked about positive. Why do you have against Fudge Muppet? I don't have anything against. Why do you hate? Why do you hate Fudge Muppet? I look. Hey Fudge. <laughs> I don't like fudge. Mr. Muppet? I don't like fudge. Oh. I'm sorry. I don't like fudge. I like toffee. Like Muppets? Um, that was a good question. I mean, the Muppets are owned by Disney, so no. You love Marvel, yeah. though. Uh, Marvel's independent. Oh. It's fine. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> of course, everyone, I'm joking. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, contrary to what Demarco believes, I am not, I do not hate Pudgy Muppet. No, I'm just I'm just messing. No, I know. Clip it. <laughs> I know. Don't worry. I'm just going with it. Go with it. So in talking, <laughs> oh, is that it? okay? I thought, I thought there you go. Okay. Okay. we're like. <laughs> Demarco, you were talking about. Um, you, you mentioned a while ago that Bethesda has a responsibility to manage expectations. And um, Lex, you were bringing up how uh, there are some engine limitations that prevent them from doing atmospheric flight. I think Bethesda deserves a good amount of credit for managing expectations. Um, I think more so with Starfield than any of their other games, they have been pretty open about saying, no, you can't fly in atmosphere. Um, no, you can't put a hat on Vasco. No, you can't do X. Um, I think we're seeing that more this time around than with any of their other games. Um, and I think that's a large part because of the Todd Howard liar meme. I think they're, they're kind of putting a conscious effort into trying to shut that down by saying, like, here's stuff you can't do and being a little more open and uh, maybe not trying to oversell the game quite so much. Um, people are still getting a little carried away with their hype, but I do think there have been really, really great strides from Bethesda in in trying to keep people's expectations in check. Yeah, I like I like that we've seen, and you guys have definitely picked up on this as well. We've seen a lot of Todd lately going. Uh, actually, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna quite oversell this, but and then he'll go like he's done that a number of times now during interviews, and and I think that speaks to exactly what you're talking to. Yeah, the one good example I can think of is um, the fact that he acknowledged there are only four companions that you can romance. I feel like if we were in the Skyrim or Fallout 4 era of Bethesda, he wouldn't say there are only four companions you can romance, if you, if you get what I'm saying. I've seen so much, like, people just like, oh, that's not enough. It's like, if they're super in-depth, I'm happy with four. And yeah, I get they're all in Constellation, but that doesn't mean the door is... If they make this more, like, they start doing, instead of two expansions, we get, like, three or four. Because they want to support this, the games for longer. Under M- um, under Microsoft, they can do that. 
Um, oh, what's Wolf doing? That's a ghost. That might be the dog. Unless he's just playing tricks. Nope, that's definitely not yeah. the dog. Anyway, just uh, just, just pretend. Yeah, just go on. Uh, I forgot what I was going to talk about. God damn it, Wolf. Uh, yeah, no. I... <laughs> if they were more in depth, if you were saying if they're more in depth. What was I talking about? I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> if they're more in depth, if they give us, if they give us, you know, they want to support their games for longer. Oh, yeah. Uh... Like uh, more expansions. Like there's no saying we won't get a Crimson Fleet. Um, there you go. I, I literally like look like I've got like some sort of memory loss. No, I just this heat. I can't remember <laughs> half of what I'm thinking. But no, like I think we're still gonna we're gonna get DLC. They've promised us one DLC, and that says to me, and a lot of people like the way I've had to explain it is, even if Starfield failed and sucked and we got a two star out of ten, uh, that guarantees we get one expansion, and that is showing their dedication to this game it's a even if this game doesn't meet targets it's not gonna get support which i you know it's practically impossible but we've got the guarantee of one expansion and we know what it's called and um like yeah the going back to the companions i don't mind that there's four even if they're all in constellation that is going to be your home in the game, and yes, there's going to be. Look, the mod, the mod companions are going to be like a million times better. They always are, because they always know how to one up Bethesda, because they take what Bethesda have already got and they add more to it. That's why they always end up better. Um, it's like the Fallout Four companion system. I believe it was inspired by like companions like Indigo and stuff like that. And they're just taking that to what I think that the fact that there's only four is we're going to get twice as long stories and more depth to them. And I think that's great. And there's the option for DLC ones, like in other factions. Um, I don't mind stuff like that. They're, they've had to, because Fallout 4 had 10, I believe, at launch, or 10 in total. But. Often than not, they have like three quests tied to them at most, and that's if you build a certain karma. It doesn't feel very deep. It's not like they actually remember me, remember what we did. It's it doesn't feel as authentic. You just unlock it. It doesn't. The illusion isn't there. I'd say. Sure. I, I don't know if any of you feel this like know what I mean or No, exactly. Yeah. I th- I think Fallout Force Companions got a little overwhelming, I thought. Um, because there were so many and it's like, oh gosh, this is the eighth person I've met that I'm going to get romantically involved with. Like, that that <laughs> is that is actually another problem that I have. Is you can romance any everyone and have no consequences. You could be the biggest stud in the game and it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like, nobody cares that you're cheating on them or whatever. I want that to be a thing where if you decide you're going to cheat, you get, like, smacked by your other companion and they won't talk to you for the rest of the game. 
Like you you've you've messed up like when you get divorced, like you've just messed up. And the amount of the weddings thing... that Wolf has been to. Right. He's been married so many times. He's been to he's he, every every week he's at a wedding. He's getting married and then divorced and married. <laughs> okay, that joke's over. Okay, no, but you're right, well, you're right, he is, well, yeah. Um, I totally agree. The amount of times that Red can just go off is astronomical. Do we have our expectations <laughs> in the wrong place, assuming that next week Red won't be going to another wedding? That's what we really should be talking about. Getting married that for... Is. How many times has it been? How many times is it too many times for Red to get married and remarried? You know, I why mean, don't the developers patch this bug? It's clearly a bug. It's happened too many times. Okay. The red bug. Yeah. It's out of, It's getting out of hand. Hey, red is the color hand. of love. Um, hey, gamer lover nerd. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> so, I don't know why I did that. Uh, it's a whole thing. But it's not a whole thing. I don't know, don't know why I did it. But so what I would say about the romance is... I am fine with having four. What I don't like is that they gave a number, one. N number two is that they are all in Constellation because w when it comes to how I l like to... Like, whenever I play games... I'll make a weird reference here. Uh, whenever I play games, knowing that they're, that romance is an option, I like to be surprised that romance is an option rather than know that they are romanceable because then I'm subconsciously... Uh, in my mind, I'm like, I know that I'm getting closer and closer at this like loading bar of you're you're closer up oh, now. Bing, you're you're able to romance them. Um, Persona is the weird, uh, is the weird reference that I'm gonna make. There are characters that I like really like. Lo I love this character. This character like I love their morals and blah blah blah. And I got so far into the game, and then like surprised and like, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Like, come hang out with me. And I'm like. What is happening right now? And then they're like, so, do you like me? It's, that's not how it went. I'm just kidding. It's not they're like, you, do you like me? Oh. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I was surprised by that. I was like, I I, guess I actually do. <laughs> um, I like that way more. And it happens in Mass Effect 2, by the way. Like, they're, like, like with Mass Effect 1, like, Ashley starts calling you Skipper, and I'm like, that's odd. Why did she say that? Um, and then you slowly build a relationship and it feels organic rather than just knowing. So, for example, so in Starfield, now I know, and this is what sucks for me. Now I know whenever I go to the Red Mile and I meet a character, I'm like, I wonder if I can run. No, you can't. You can't. So just don't even get that out of your head. No, no one. Go back home. Go to Constellation. You can only romance these people. That's what I didn't like because I'd rather I don't want them to tell me who and who I'm not able to romance. I'd rather them just say yes. There, there are, there are a couple romances out I there. Can, I can, I can, I can counter. I think if they weren't all in Constellation, I'd agree with you. But I think if they didn't say that, and that, now I don't care about romancing games. I'm gonna be really honest. I, I, just, I don't unless it's like impactful or meaningful to the story in some way. I, I just don't. But um, Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah, Mass Effect is a bit more personal. Yeah. Um, so, but a, a, as far as if you if you got into Starfield and you were like, I'm gonna try to romance these guys, and you go out and you and you boil down to you find out that the romance paths are the four people in Constellation, and they did not say that, I could understand people then be like, it's better to get some of the people complaining about only four romance options out now than finding out when the game comes out. 
if that makes any sense. Because imagine, yeah. like, one of the things I loved about Andromeda was you still have kind of that romance option that you could do. And then they'll say, like, ah, oh, well, you know, I'm not interested anymore, but, you know, keep trying or whatever. But, but you can't actually, but the, you could flirt with them, but they don't, they don't, nothing will come of it. Um, but yeah. you still have those options. Um, I, I agree with you, what you're saying. Like, I would love to, to be rejected, to, like, to be able to try, but get rejected. Um, yeah. But that, to me, it'd be better if there was actually someone in Red Mile and there was actually some person in Aquila, some quest giver in Aquila. And, and someone Crimson in Fleet or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah. because they're all... Yeah. Bethesda has an easy out there. Um, it's a pretty common concept. I talked about this in a recent Starfield Minute. It's a very common concept to have an esoteric organization that doesn't allow its members to fall in love or marry outside of the organization. And I think like there might be something with that going on. Exactly. Like a single yeah. organization yeah. in Starfield besides Constellation hates the love. I... Except with jetpacks. And him. Exactly. Yeah, maybe someone in Constellation has some issues. They weren't able to, to find love. So they're just like, only you can only <laughs> marry me. Uh, sign this contract. Uh, at the bottom, it's like... It's like any, any organization joining cannot have sex with anyone except for Constellation. What was that? Just sign here, right here. The They're like covering up. The Every Constellation is not the last group of, of space explorers. They're actually just the last dating group in the entire universe. That's what they are exploring. What's out exploring there? Exploring the sex land. What's, what's out um, there? I'm definitely gonna show you stars. I'm definitely well, marking. Oh, yeah. You're gonna see stars if you join us. Stars, all right. <laughs> you want to see that moon? You can go there. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mitch's dad. Um, oh, this is great. This is good stuff. <laughs> Welcome to Lorefield Podcast, episode sixty-nine. <laughs> I there yet? Oh no, I'm marking this as explicit. Oh, fantastic! Not on... made for kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no YouTube kids. Although, what I will say is, I a lot of people aren't going to be against me. Like uh, the fact that you can cheat, I think there should be a hard limit you can only romance one person per playthrough because like in mass effect you can only do that um but yes it's not fun to lock off that content as soon as you romance someone but it does feel more realistic because in real life you wouldn't you Promoting wouldn't monogamy. like you, you wouldn't start dating someone then go up to someone else and be like do you want, do you want some dinner and then uh, you're dating two people. You, like it's just it doesn't fit any form of believability. I like it. I don't, I don't um, know. A lot, a lot of people won't be on my side with that. It's believable for some people. Not saying me. Just, just, just. There are people out there. It's believable. Damn, Demarcus yeah. is going to be a pimp. Face <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. pimps. <laughs> But this seems to be a pretty divisive topic just in terms of their lots of widely varying opinions. So I would love to see um, our audience's thoughts uh, comment on that and the overhyping issue, what you've seen um, on, on whether or not Starfield is being overhyped in the community. Would love to hear what some people have to say. Um, I think maybe, does anybody have any thoughts about, about either of those topics, the romance or the, um, the overhypiness? Penis. <laughs> I said penis. <laughs> hey, all the penis. Uh, <laughs> 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 
I like that nobody responded to it, but you just laughed at your own. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, ha I said. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize until after. Yeah. <laughs> As you guys would take a giant Like, you could have just kept going and everyone oh. would have been like, okay, yeah. yeah. Welcome to the Warfield Podcast for intellectual lore discussion. <laughs> oh, it yes, will yes. be, Maybe. will be. Supposedly, yeah, yes. it's going to be all law discussion. Yeah, that's the thing. I cannot wait. And, for and we, I promise, it. no. I mean that seriously. Yeah. I, yeah, me too. No off-topic from me. Once we get into the game, and we and we are like months to like a year, like months into the game, we can finally have full-on lore discussions and talk about factions and what we actually know as fact, and and have a whole entire discussion about this one thing and it's i'm yeah. so excited for this one future. episode constellation one episode freestyle collective just talk about one thing yes talk just one talk yeah talk it then talk about vasco talk about a whole <laughs> episode about vasco and i'll just like be like daydreaming about him and like making daisy chains in my game well, it's I'm most excited. only Lexi in that episode. It's just <laughs> you, you got, I edit Nobody the footage, so you'll uh... be there. But he'll cut out every time you speak, and every time, and he'll cut out your camera footage. So it's just <laughs> Lexi. So it'll to, sound like, like light your room in that, one, in that episode. So you know, like in dialogue in games, whenever someone's talking, you keep hitting the B button, where it's like hit, hot, hit, hit, hit. Well, hot, hit. Yep, that's literally what it's gonna sound like. <laughs> oh, it, oh, hey, oh. that's what it's gonna. Any sound criticism like. to Vasco just doesn't exist. Like you'll just mute for the whole <laughs> thing, and I'll be like, I'll add in post. Is your mic broken? I can't hear there you. Perfect. The lore content I'm most excited to make is like picking some random um, uh, location that has some cool environmental storytelling. It's kind of glossed over in the game. But then, kind of extrapolating it and going really in depth to it. So, so like you're telling me, I've got to record the whole location in a in a slow paced style so you can narrate over it. That's your podcast. Oh, we got to do a whole episode. <laughs> got to do. A, I don't know. Got to do a whole thirty minute episode. Like that's that's uh, that's like. That's like uh, that's just a content generation machine. You yeah, give people long out. videos. Like I like long videos because when I have like a bath or something, I like to just soak in the tub, right? So if I have to watch a seventeen-minute video, like I've like stood my phone up, I have to get out of the bath to change the video. Like I want long videos to to watch, but I don't want something boring for like an hour. That the renegade, re I'm joking. You sound very picky. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna come right at me, right at me, right at him. No, uh, I don't, I, I like law videos, but when they're too short, I don't like them. When they're too long, I think they just drag on. Like they'll spend the entire video getting to the thing everyone wants to hear. Yes. I was like, are you talking about who are we talking about? I was like, <laughs> I do like you ever you ever watched like there's so many forms of law content. Me and Mitch haven't even picked a format. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yes, depending yes. on the format, like if they're doing it as the gameplay's running. Um 
like they'll commentate over what they've got of the location and they'll like read the notes and then they'll read them out and they'll give their theories on it and they'll go what the general consensus is stuff like that or if there's yeah. like a cool yeah. weapon like or if you go in them which bots don't forget this weapon there's a there's a weapon what's the significance of this weapon or uh, for Dunwich Boars, it's like this flashback. Or like, what's the implication here? Like, you kind of go into it, and then of and then that can that's how other people start talking about it more. When they see a YouTuber talk about it, and then they research it more, and then you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a cycle. It's a law cycle. And then Game Theory makes a video on Starfield. It's a field. A lore field. Yeah, that, of lore, that's just a field. A lore field. Speaking of lore, uh, one of the great places that you'll be able to learn more about lore is the subreddit r slash lorefield. And we are going to be doing a Starfield giveaway over there. In fact, it's already up now as of this podcast being uploaded. So go to our subreddit and uh, there's a thread that you can comment on and be entered in this giveaway. We want you to share one thing that you're very excited to do in Starfield. And it can be absolutely anything. Get creative. Um, it'll be lots of fun and you'll be entered in the giveaway. And um, yeah, that's just something we're going to do. Uh, super excited about it. Um, we'll be announcing it on Twitter too. That's going to be, it's going to be great. So that's just one thing I wanted to make note. Um, I want to make another note. I forgot to say last episode. Uh, I forgot to bring it up with Mitch. But uh, Lawfield's going to start hiring mods for now. We're going to probably give people the options. They, if they just want to mod the subreddit, they can do that because that's more of a separate thing. Um, but that's uh, wherever. Uh, I think we're going to announce it probably on our tw- like for podcast listeners, like uh. Or if you know someone that is interested uh, in, I guess, moderation or, you know, they like the law, they want to help out. Um, yeah, we're going to be looking for mods. And you can either be just a general off-field mod where you get to mod the uh, stream chat, um, the Discord, and the subreddit. Uh, or you can choose an individual one depending on how much time you have or what what you use more i guess i want to be flexible with that um obviously uh the the perks is you get to communicate with me and mitch and you'll get some like details of what's going on like if there's an announcement coming up or if there's something behind the scenes going on um there'll be stuff like that so i just wanted to make that announcement um, and me and Mitch are probably going to discuss that after this recording. It's also not a huge time commitment because I know the mod queue for the subreddit has had nothing in it for over a year. So... For, for now, <laughs> we're approaching we're approaching launch. There's going to be more and more people coming for the law. Yeah, and part of it is having a great community that yeah. doesn't really, you know, act out at all. Like M- make, well making and... sure everything's on the subject of law. Or if it's diversion, how like if they can spin that into law, like can they update the post in case that point doesn't get across? Um, gonna make yeah. it a, a fair place to be, not uh, overly strict or uh, 
if if your post is completely irrelevant to Lloyd's, uh, obviously that's you know subject to be removed immediately. Um, it's a very different place on Reddit, just like it's different on Twitter. But um, well, I'm gonna be flexible with what you want to mod with Lawfield. Awesome. So that is definitely something to pay attention to if you're interested. Um, I, I think we can move on to recommendations. Uh, Demarco, you've been you've been quiet for a little while. So, um, do you have a recommendation that you're you're ready to share? I can. <sighs> yes. <laughs> that. No. Um, I absolutely would recommend if anybody's been looking for um, a good shooter game experience. Well, actually, well, I have to, I'll give two recommendations. One is if you're excited for RPGs and you like D&D, then you should check out Baldur's Gate. And they just did a panel from hell. And I can incentivize you to check out this panel from hell. Because during this panel from hell, it got banned for naughty content. So you're going to want to check it out because it's Ooh. good. It is juicy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll explain it after the show. But yeah, so they had a panel from hell. The game looks incredibly promising. But I will say, if you're looking for kind of... I, I always appreciate having a game on reserve that I could hop into for a little bit and hop out of really quickly, right? Just you, sometimes you need that quick 15, 20 minutes game before you go to sleep, before you take your nap, whatever it might be. And for me, I would say Battle Bit Remastered. For $15, you can get Battlefield as it was meant to be played in Roblox form. And it is, it is, it is, <laughs> I kid you not. Now you laugh, you laugh. <laughs> But it is $15. It's like this little indie game. And it does Battlefield better than recent Battlefields yep. have done Battlefield. It is genuinely, it, yeah. genuinely a great game. I have been for a very long time because I like my first person shooters. Um, I'm looking forward to Immortals of Avium. I haven't liked the past couple CODs. I've detested the past couple Battlefields. But now I can finally play it the way it's meant to be experienced. With complete with vehicles, terrain destruction, revive mechanics, the class system that you know and love from Battlefield 3, the weapons with accurate weapon mechanics, helicopters are there. It's amazing. All around. The customizations for every single part of the weapon. It's fantastic. It's only $15. You don't even need to play those stupid, ridiculous EA prices. $70? Ha! Yeah. 15 And no microtransactions, right? <laughs> no. I, maybe there's cosmetic. I'm not going to say yes or no to that. Uh, are you saying definitively there's not? Because I genuinely don't know. Uh, I don't... F uh, I haven't seen any, but if it is, it's mm. probably just going to be cosmetic. So... Yeah, it would only be cosmetic. So there, there's really everything, as far as I know, almost everything is unlocked just by playing the game. Like classic shoot first-person shooter games, where remember when you had to just level up normally to unlock the cool attachments and the cool skins and the cool everything? Yeah, you could return to that by playing Battlebit Remastered. I'm sorry. This episode 254 is players? Yeah, roundabout. Yeah, they have... Yeah, they have, they have yeah, they have 254 player servers. Yes. Wow. Okay, I just wanted to... I think wow. Battlefield only goes to like 60 or 80, doesn't it? 2042 goes to 128, which is a really confusing sentence. But <laughs> That's yeah, like... The highest Battlefield has gone is 128. So there's a recommendation. There you go. That's great. I haven't heard of this. 
Uh, Wolf, what's your recommendation? This is going to be a weird one. Um, well, I just got finished playing and beating Dying Light 2. Um, hmm. That's not my recommendation. Um, but anyway, so what I would recommend, and I want you people out there, not like you people, but you know, you, you gamers out there, to, uh, if you have ever played Cyberpunk and you, and you liked it, you had a good time with it, and, you, and it's been a while since you have played it, I want you to do something very fun, very funny. And you can DM me on Twitter, and I can link you a playlist that I have built specifically. I have reorganized, recreated, recurated, I guess is what I should say, the, the entire soundtrack of Cyberpunk 2077. And I am not being hyperbolic when I say it changed the entire way that I feel about that, this game. Um, so what I did is I took a bunch of music, uh, very melancholic somber uh synth wave 80s uh um you know created uh, uh songs compiled it there's like there's like 30 or something something like that it's all instrumental and it is perfect for uh, ambiance it's not nothing is like insane and crazy and like um uh, uh what's the word for it um oh my god oh my god Anyway, it's not crazy and, and, and computerized. I don't know. I don't know what, what's happening right now. But um, go play Cyberpunk 2077 and turn off the music and find songs that you think better fit. Or you can just DM me on Twitter, Red Wolf, Red, Red Roof Renegade. <laughs> um, and that's my recommendation is to try to play Cyberpunk or any game, specifically Cyberpunk 2077. Turn off the music. Put on your headphones that has Bluetooth. Take your phone. Start playing that the music. You can turn up the volume up and down to to adjust the way that way it's turned down just a little bit. Yep. It yeah. literally changed the way that I felt about Cyberpunk. It's insane. Like it is insane. That game was so much more emotionally impactful without this like grunge. I love the Cyberpunk soundtrack, by the way, but it was so grungy and just like moments didn't fit when like some crazy things were happening. It's so emotional, and V's like, "No, don't, don't die!" I mean, the music's like, gang, 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 and I'm like, "I am yeah. trying to cry right now. Let me cry." Um, but the the music that I that I made was uh, and that I made that I that I uh, found <laughs> and that I used. Careful there. I'm I'm just gonna <laughs> say in in 2077, the uh, Asian uh, radio station that is amazing. Yes, yes. I want to make a different recommendation. Oh, ooh. Audible. It's it's short too. You could do that mug. No, it's really quick. I'll be super quick. <laughs> go, um, go. Just watch. It's one of my favorite cutscenes because I just I don't know why I started looking it up recently again because I started listening to the soundtrack of this game series because um, it's amazing. And the if you can guess it, I'll give you one. I'll give you three seconds. Oh, the the main true. theme for this game was created by Hans Zimmer. It's the second in the series out of, oh. out of, out of three. One. Was it? Wait, the movie. No, no, it's a game. It's a game. The second oh. game in this trilogy was was done by Hans Zimmer. Man. All right, it was Crisis. It's Crisis, the Crisis series. The Crisis 3 oh, intro, the Crisis 3 intro cinematic to this day is still one of my favorite intro cinematics to a game. I love it. Okay. It summarizes the first two, so if you ever want to play them, a little bit of spoilers, but it's amazing. And check it out cuz it's just it's it's 
artistic. It's beautiful. But that's but that's important that's question: that's Can it three minutes? Can you can your can your rig play Crisis? That's the true test. Hell yeah! Can you play Crisis Free Remastered at the ultra settings at 4K at uh, a high FPS? I have no idea. We'll find out because I'll probably play those games again. Yeah. Wait, Crisis Thanks. Free. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. I just thought of it. Uh, my recommend. Did I do? Did we do recommendations last episode? I think we did. Um. What I didn't recommend Red Dead Redemption Two, did I? You did, because oh. then I started playing it. I well, just, I'm going to recommend. I just my save and started it over two days ago. In particular, right. if you've got an Xbox Series X or Xbox One X, I recommend you play Red Dead Redemption One on backwards compatibility because you could play at a complete 4K, um, which is the highest resolution version. On the One X, you will get some frame drops sometimes, like to 29 at most. But on the Series X, you will not get any frame drops. I can almost guarantee it. I, yes, it's 30, but again, get used to the 30 for Starfield. You've got to prepare yourself. It looks like a slide shirt first, but you will get used to it. A few headaches later, you will get used to it. And it won't look like a slideshow anymore. But as soon as you go back to anything higher than 60... You've got to adjust again. It's something you've got to adjust to. But there's there's rumours of a Red Dead Redemption 1 remaster or remake coming. And uh, I think you should experience the original before that. Because some things might change. The gameplay is going to probably be a lot different. um, Because they're going to update it. They're going to make things like... It's like... I suppose it's like playing a game before the remaster. You get to see stuff that you get to compare. Like it, it it's more choppy in the uh, non-remaster version, but it's it's authentic to when it came out. This is, you know, you, you kind of get that vibe. So, Red Dead Redemption One, in particular, if you've got a Series X, because it looks beautiful at 4K. It looks absolutely beautiful and stunning. Same with Red Dead Redemption 2 on Series X and 1X. Even on 1X, it's native 4K and Digital Foundry, they didn't find any form of uh, DRS. Like, that is a native 4K game. And that's almost... That only loses frames in St. Denis, really. That's, that's the most stressful part of that game. I... They're beautiful games. It, Red Dead Redemption 1 came out in, what, 2010? And it still looks beautiful. It's st- it still holds up. It's it's a great game. So, like I recommended the Red Dead Redemption two, Red Dead Redemption one because especially with the talk of the remaster, like get your cowboy boots on. Like pretend you're gonna be in the Freestar Collective. That's that's the right vibe you should be going for. If you want to be in the Freestar, play some Red Dead Redemption. And if you've only, I know a lot of people have only ever played the sequel. Which is actually a prequel. So, um, yeah, Red Dead Redemption 1 is a good point for new players that only played 2 because one, <laughs> 1 is incredible. So, I've been talking about Red Dead Redemption 1 probably in circles, but go play that game on like a Series X or something. It's just, I can't put it into words. 
Great pick. Any Rockstar game is a great experience. So that's a that's a really good one. Even table tennis. Um, yes, yes. They literally just like Bethesda's drag racing. Do, do you want to know something fun? They made that engine just for table tennis. The GTA engine they made for table tennis. It's, wow. And they did they did base it on another engine like all engines. Uh but uh yeah, they made it for table tennis. That was their prototype for the engine. That's crazy. If you got a three sixty, if you got a three sixty, yeah. go and play Rockstar Table Tennis. Appreciate where the Red Dead Redemption Two engine came from. Yo, okay, another okay. recommendation for Lux, Table Tennis and and Red Dead One. Um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend an unusual one. Um, a little game called Arma Reforger that came out a couple months ago on on current consoles and PC. Um, Arma is a classic series that I'm sure many of us are familiar with. Uh, military Sim. When I play Armor Reforger, I don't know what the hell is going on. I just run around. There's no map markers. So you don't know where you are. I just run around, drive vehicles, and then get killed after a few minutes. But um, it's fun. I don't know. The, the guns feel good. Uh, it's fun to just run around and mess around with. Uh, my teammates probably hate it. It's in early access still, I think. I remember trying it, and I was like, I'm really excited, but I was like, I don't even know what's going to happen. I'm just going to die a lot. And there's, if I don't have anyone to play with, then whatever. So maybe we could try to play together sometime. Oh, dude. oh yeah, that'd be great. Because yeah. I love DayZ, um, but I love DayZ for weird reasons. Like, I know that I'm going to die. Okay? I know I'm going <laughs> to die. But it's not about winning or killing. It's about playing with friends. Like those are the, it, I feel like Arma and DayZ are the types of games like you play to, like, think about later on like remember that one time when we, when we like were surviving and got jumped and like you know so arma sorry i don't want to take over your segment but yeah no totally agree yeah um yeah that'd be great because i i just run run around like a chicken with its head cut off and die but <laughs> it's still fun um so yeah there are vehicles you have to like supply your military bases you have to like bring ammunition to them like so you, you have to have someone driving a truck in order to like keep being able to fight um, it's a very slow paced game and there's, it's kind of complicated and I don't understand half of it uh, not even half, not close, but, um, it's still fun. And I recommend Armory Forger. I remember a YouTuber called Soviet Womble used to play that game. He had like a whole squad that he'd play with. They used to take it seriously at times, but most of the time they were just friends besting around on the game. They might still It was do the OG Battle Royale. Yeah, like they they play it seriously. Like if a enemy group was shooting them, they'd all like crouch on the floor. I mean, they did a lot of like uh, in-game shit posting as well. You can crouch on the floor in Reforger. Yeah. You're perk. They were playing like armor two and three though, so I, I don't know if that's the same. Okay, yeah, this one's like a it's like a reboot of the series, and then they're making armor four, I think. Nice. I love when they ro- do RP servers. I don't know. I don't, have you guys heard of uh, Fresh Spawns? I haven't. Okay, so it's the, it's these two British blokes, uh, like that. Um, they they play. That's all that. That's all that that they do. And their their the channel is called Fresh Spawns, and they're like best friends. And uh, and uh, a fresh spawn in Daisy means you just spawned. And um, they're they have such a great um. Uh, what's the word? They're just like perfect. I don't know. Uh, their banter and everything is great. 
But every now and then, they they have gone to role playing servers, and one that they did uh, was so awesome. It was like the it was the the server was a Russian server, and they this is a video game by the way, YouTube video game uh, that they were in. There were like these concentration camps or whatever that these that the villain side of the role playing uh, players were on. So. They, these two dudes, George and the other guy, walked up, and these these Russian players were like, or whatever the hell. They're like, that's not uh, and they, <laughs> that was pretty close. Um, <laughs> but they they like did the emote where they like put their hands up, and they're like, we don't speak English, we don't we don't know what you're saying. And then like another dude walked over, and he's like, get the inside of the truck, and he's like, all right, all right. They put him in a truck. They like drive them to a camp, and they're like, "Get out of the truck!" And they like, it's this whole thing, like, and it was so fun to watch, like all like hundreds and hundreds of players just role playing in the game. And there was this one dude who was like, "Don't kill my friend!" And he's like, "Shut up! Stop talking!" And he's like, "I'll give you food!" And they just like execute this dude, and everyone in the room start like freaking out, and all the soldiers like pull out their rifle, and like it was insane. It was insane. So check out Fresh Bonds uh, on YouTube. Very very fun to watch at times and uh yeah, but Arma, Daisy, uh yeah. Sounds awesome. I'm gonna be um, the I same think... on uh, Starfield. I'm I'll be talking oh. to myself, but I'll be like, get out of truck uh, I've done uh, Get out of truck <laughs> Oh no, let's hear your Russian accent. Get out of tr- get out of tr- I don't know. I only know oh. one one Russian word and that's from because of Borderlands uh the pre sequel and that's da. That would be. <laughs> that's. Yeah. I think Demarco's dying, so I think we'll we'll wrap up. No, oh, yeah. I've been all right. So all right, I I've been listening to what you guys have been saying. Um, I like your recommendations, but I have been listening to. I'm just as I said before we started the show. I am just on a bender of listening to AI covers, and I recently discovered the talent of Frank Sinatra AI covers, which brings into large question whether or not it's ethical to be using his voice to do things. But I'm listening to him doing um careless whisper i've heard him do viva la vida um there's another one for bohemian rhapsody that i'm yet to check out and i've just been grooving (laughs) have you uh have you seen the presidents play video games that i actually don't find funny because people have asked me that because i like these i I find them entertaining but they 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 try too hard a lot of them do try too hard yeah 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 some of them i do find quite amusing but not a lot of them do try too hard. I would agree on that. I didn't mean to call you out, Demarco. I just saw that look on your face, and I've I've been there where you're just like the fuel's running low. No, I'm just, <laughs> you're, I'm... you're vibing. He's listening to it right now. Listen, uh, listen. All I need, all I need. You want another recommendation? Um, Doom, but it's happy. What? 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 <laughs> That's that's a good one. Uh, Doom, but it happy and uplifting. That'll, that'll just put your spirits wherever you need them to go. It'll just cheer you up. You go on a walk, Doom, but it's happy. Having trouble waking up in the morning, Doom, but it's happy. Going to the gym, Doom, but it's happy. Getting tired on a podcast, Doom, but it's happy. You'll just get those engines or revving. You need caffeine? No, all you need, it, the only thing they love is you. That's all you need to know. That'll get you through your day. Your Italian really came out of Doom, but it's happy. <laughs> happy. <laughs> 
Doomba Baratapi, hey! Get some Doomba Baratapi over here! I apologize Sorry. to every single Italian fan of Lovefield. If there's any, I apologize. <laughs> I'm for Italian. It's okay. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, the Italian says it's okay. <laughs> there we go. Say whatever I want. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh. Demarco, where can we find well, you? Uh, at Demarco Dude on YouTube and Twitter. Stop by. Beautiful. Say hi. Where can we find Please you, do. Wolf? You can find me at Red Wolf Renegade on Twitter and on Threads because, yep, I did it. I did it. And you know how many followers I have already? It's, it's insane. None. Um, so there we go. Yeah. But you you, sold, you, you sold your soul to uh, Mark Zuckerberg. You sold your soul. <laughs> well, no, my girlfriend was like, look, I joined, and five minutes later, I have 40 followers. I'm like, I had to try this, and it didn't work. But but you can find me there. Do you know, do you know and, why it didn't uh, work? Threads. Do you know why it didn't work? Why? Because you, you don't have uh, uh, you're not uh, you're not a, a, a female. Uh, that's what yeah, I was going to put I it. I knew I was like, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's how it happens, baby. But hey. Like, you uh, were so careful with the wording. That was so funny. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> um, but hey, look, and yeah, it still hurts. There. It still hurts to hear, doesn't it? <laughs> it's hey, I, yeah, I'm just like, well, it's like, listen, I'm a professional Twitch streamer. I stream all the time. I'm like, are you a girl? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, it's probably not for me. Um, but look, I'm just kidding. You can do whatever you want, be whoever you want, and I don't care what you look like or what you smell like. Well, yes, I do. But uh, speaking of butt, speaking of smells. Renegade Realm uh, podcast every Tuesday, uh, 6 p.m. with DeMarco Dude, one of the original panel members, by the way. You can't do that. Um, it's too late for that. <laughs> Let me explain this. So, so last week, so I just got my instance, which was a soundboard app, and I was trying to give everyone an intro with a new sound bite that I wanted to use. And the one that I wanted to use for DeMarco was, I got you, bro. That's literally what it says. And I was trying to find it while I was introducing the panel. So I got to DeMarco, and I'm, like, reading, trying to introduce him. And I go, and and I go, what did I say? What did I say? I was like, and the intro, uh, the original podcast members, and DeMarco is here. And then I played that soundbite, which he couldn't hear. And then everyone was like, wow, wow, wow. Way to be a dick. <laughs> What, I'm like, that's not what I meant. I'm, I'm so focused on trying to get his intro right. Anyway, um, but yes, that's it. Red Wolf Renegade on YouTube, Twitter, Threads, and uh, that's where you can find me. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's where you can find them. Uh, you can find Lorefield on Twitter at LorefieldNet, where we share news, analysis, and finds about the game. You can also join us at the Lore subreddit, r slash Lorefield, which has really been getting a bit more activity recently, which has been great to see. That's also where we'll be doing that Starfield giveaway. And if you win the giveaway, not only will you win a copy of Starfield, you'll be invited on this show. So that's a nice little perk, too. We're on YouTube as Lorefield. You can subscribe for all of our podcasts and some video content like Tales from the Seven Systems, Starfield Minute, which is done sporadically when I have time to, and of course, the Lorefield podcast, which you're listening to right now. We also have a Discord, which has gotten some activity recently. Join us and some wonderful members of the Starfield community for lore discussion and so much more. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye, all.